Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just two of the boys, Kyle and Matt. And fellas, I had to remind myself kind of what the intro was. It has been a few weeks since we sat down to record. Yes, it has. And I blame a lot of that on just the fact that there's not a lot of games out right now. And uh, the testament to that is that we're not talking about a game today. We are talking about a video game movie. And I don't know if it's too early to say this. I mean, I, I don't think it is when you look at the money that it's made. Uh, I would say the most successful in terms of quality and box office draw, uh, about as successful as a video game adaptation has ever been in both of those, the Super Mario Bros. movie. So, in a vacuum, let's just talk basic thoughts before we dive into the dive into like our specific thoughts on all of it. We all three loved the movie, right? We all three yes. thought it was awesome, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. So I, this to me, this movie is a great example of, and when we've seen a couple of these in recent years, I think the Batman last year was actually a very similar case where the, uh, the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes was one thing and the audience score was something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie really goes to show that disconnect because I remember when Matt, when we went to see it, yes, which was a few weekends ago at this point, uh, we've been sitting on this for a minute. We've been waiting on Kyle to go see it, and thankfully he did. Um, <laughs> but when we went and saw it, it had, I think, a 54 critic score. Yes. Something like that. It was in the low mid, low to mid-50s, um, yeah. which I think we expected. I think all three of us kind of expected it would be that. That'd be kind of the quality and the score we'd be looking at. Yeah. Um, but... The audience score was what caught our eyes, and it's the fact that it was, I think, a 96 at the time, and it got up to 98 at one point. I don't know yeah. if it dropped from 98 to 96 or vice versa, but it was a 98 at one point, and it was a 96 when we went and saw it. Um, I don't know what the critics went into this movie expecting, and we're going to get this discussion out of the way now so we can rave about the movie because we loved it. Um Fellas, I don't know why, and Kyle, I'll let you talk about this first, because me and you have talked a lot about how people review things and how things are scored, ultimately. I don't know how any critic went into this movie looking for some deep story or some deep narrative with with deep characters. I, I really don't know what a lot of the critics were looking for in this movie, because this movie was awesome. Yeah, really, I think that if you went to this movie expecting anything more than you know, just some good laughs and, you know, really entertaining scenes, you're expecting too much. I mean, it, you know, it's the Mario movie. We were here for the references, let's be honest, and there were plenty of them. I had a really good time with this movie just solely because I, you know, think that I went in with low expectations and this movie exceeded it. I don't think that this movie needed a complex plot or deep characters. What it needed was to give me, you know, jokes that landed. It needed good voice acting, which I think the entire cast did a great job. Chris Pratt, I was a little agreed, uh, hesitant yes. on at first, but as as he, you know, as it went on, I kind of got used to it, and it didn't really bother me as much as I thought it would. So, really, I didn't have a lot to complain about with the movie. I think that you know. If you went in looking for, you know, something that was just going to be entertaining, then you got exactly, you know, that. Fellas, I think when we've talked about this movie, I, I, I've said something 
every time probably. Oh, I'll probably sick of hearing it. I had two objectives with this movie. Or I had two questions that I asked when it came mm-hmm. to, you know, talking about this movie to somebody else. Did it did it make me laugh? Did I have fun? And the answer was overwhelmingly yes to both. It's a funny 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 movie it's a lot of fun from start to finish there's not a lot of there's not a lot of down moments there's not a lot of moments where you find yourself getting bored uh matt talk about talk about that a little bit more because again like i feel like the expectation the expectations for this movie are so weird and it's weird for every video game adaptation you know we all i think had relatively high expectations for the last of us tv show and it's it's almost crazy to think about having high expectations for that because we've seen so many video game adaptations go wrong. Looking at yes. like, for example, the Ratchet and Clank movie wasn't good. Whoa. The World of the the Warcraft movie wasn't good. Like there yeah. there are so many so many examples of video game movies not working out. What, in your opinion, made this one work? Like, Ratchet and Clank is the easiest one to compare it to because it's a similar tone, you know, yeah. sim- similar animation. What do you think made this work versus another animated film based on a video game? Well, I'm going to say this. One name alone is the reason as to why this movie turned out the way it did. Shigeru Miyamoto has worked very closely on this project, and obviously he is the, the, the godfather of Mario. He's the father he gave us yes. Mario. So him working so close to it, and what's crazy is he was working with Illumination Studios on this movie at the same time as he was working with Universal Studios to get the Nintendo theme park section up and running. So this man, this this is why he hasn't really popped up in directs as much as he used to. Is I mean, he, he's outside of Nintendo. And Mario being the staple franchise with Nintendo is when you think Nintendo, you think Mario. There's, uh, there's so many games throughout the years that everyone's grown up with. So there is a reference here for everybody except for Mario Sunshine. I'm so sorry, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say I know that that is, that is probably Kyle's biggest complaint. <laughs> Sunshine was not referenced. Nothing. Which I can understand being disappointed that it was not referenced. Yeah, it was not. Not even in the end credits when they played a song from just about every mainline Mario game. Not even he's rubbing it in. Not even a character who originated on the island Delfino. Nothing from Mario Sunshine is here. <laughs> but it's just the fact that they used uh with Shigeru Miyamoto being so close to the project, he knows all the references, he knows all the iconic, you know, villains we fought. And I think what really sold this movie is the fact that each of the voice actors put their personality into it, regardless like like, come on, Jack Black as Bowser is a human. Killed it. Absolutely killed he it. Is, he is. He nailed that role, and I love the fact that he was so attached to it. Like, he even showed up on TV interviews dressed up as Bowser. And like, when he went to the uh, on the red carpet, he had a complete, like, tuxedo tailor-made for him with, like, little spikes on the back to look like Bowser's shell. And, like, everybody, you know, beforehand said, we all had our darts about Chris Pratt, but... The thing was, and I think that the trailers are doing the, their best possible way to hide his voice, because we got like a little couple of sentences, but it didn't really give us what we think, what you know, we thought Chris Pratt was going to sound like. So yeah. I think he exceeded expectations. Uh, forgive me for forgetting the actress who played Peach. It's Anna Taylor uh, Joyce. Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. No, just Joy. Just Joy, she, not Joyce. Yeah, yeah. Joy. Joy, gotcha. Yeah, she she took the role of Peach and made it her own. Like Peach, 
like we're not going to lie. You know, these characters have a personality. They're video game characters who are basically going through the same, you know, Bowser kidnapping and Peach storylines. So we don't really have characterization outside of a really terrible cartoon on Saturday morning <laughs> for Mario and Luigi. So the fact that all the voice actors, not just the main cast, but everybody who's in this movie made the character their own. And on top of that, just the whole combination came together beautifully. Yeah, I, I want to say this, that there were, there were two, two uh, voices that were overly criticized, in my opinion, when it came to like the way people reviewed this movie. One was Anya Taylor-Joy as oh, Peach, Lord. and I'm, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what I've said every time <laughs> since when I've seen this. The most we have ever heard Peach say is, what's that? So let's not sit here and act like we have a bunch of voices to go off of for what Peach should, should sound like. Let's not like that. Smash. Like exactly. Like like let's like here we go. Like that's all we ever hear. Like we we don't hear that much from Peach ever. So I don't know why people were overly critical of her. I thought she did a great job. And the other one, and this one shocked me the moment that I st- he came into the movie. The one that shocked me that people were critical of Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Yeah. He was awesome. That yeah. was exactly, again, that was exactly what I pictured Donkey Kong sounding like. like <laughs> I, I, now, it was a little weird at one point hearing Seth Rogen's laugh coming from Donkey <laughs> Kong. That, that was a little bit of an immersion breaker. But, but you can't tell me that he didn't ham it up every time he was on screen and that he wasn't great. Like, skipping ahead, and spoiler alert, if you, if you didn't know, we're talking about spoilers in this, so this is your yeah. chance to clue it out. When they get swallowed up by the damn eel, like him going back, him and Mario going back and forth in the damn <laughs> belly of the eel. One of the funniest scenes in the entire film when he talks, Mario's talking about his dad <laughs> loving him and being proud of him. And Donkey Kong goes, Yeah, you're right. He's courageous. Right to not be proud of you. Like, I don't know why. It was just hysterical, though. It was exactly how you think those two would interact. So. Uh, talking about the story briefly, because obviously it has one, we do have to talk about it. And I think the story works for for the context and the frame of, of this movie. I think that in another movie, the story might be a little underwhelming, but I thought this story fit really, really well. The story of Bowser looking and finding the superstar. I don't know, Matt, you're the Mario or you're the Nintendo expert here. Yeah. Uh, the location where he finds the superstar, I don't know if it's a named location, but I'll let you tell me if it is. It's not exactly a location that's been in the games, but it is reference to Snow Mountain on Mario 64 with the penguins. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, the penguins are funny as hell too. Like literally yeah. every oh, yeah. every character that has any kind of line in this in this movie at some point made me laugh. Yeah, it's like true. we'll we'll talk about We'll talk about one uh, one specific character that really stole the show in a bit. That uh, for a children's <laughs> movie had some really dark lines, but it was really <laughs> funny. Um, but Kyle, I, again, I feel like this story works. It's very very simple, and I feel like it was very important to keep this kind of story simple. Yes, I really commend them for not doing just the classic. Oh, Bowser kidnapped Peach. Like it was cool seeing. Uh, you know, it was more so about Bowser, you know, using the superstar to really, you know, try and woo Peach into marrying him. And then, you know, mm-hmm. him wanting to destroy Mushroom Kingdom. Luigi was the one who actually got captured for quite a while there. And, uh, 
it, it was different. It wasn't, you know, like I said, it wasn't just, uh, you know, Bowser kidnaps Peach and Mario has to go save her. I really like how they kind of twisted it, made it its own thing. Um, but now all I want is a Luigi's Mansion movie. I need a whole movie with Luigi. Yes, you know? <laughs> I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. That this, would be pretty awesome. <laughs> this movie did not have enough Luigi in it. <laughs> I need yeah, Charlie more. Day, Charlie Day killed it, dude. He was yes. awesome. I, I loved the interactions between Chris Pratt and Charlie Day. Like, they, they you know, really personified Mario and Luigi. And I felt like they pulled it off from the very beginning. Also, it was very interesting seeing, like, the rest of the Mario family. Like, his mom and his dad and the other brothers. I was like, you know, and finding really out he has see... mushrooms. Like, yes. like, weird little backstory stuff like that. Yeah. That was so yeah. funny. That was such a funny little, you know, bit. And, you know, this this movie really, I think, is just pure joy. It it had yes. so many references in it, except for my beloved Mario Sunshine, which they better they better put <laughs> something in there in the second movie because put that's Bowser just Jr. unfair. And there you go. There yeah, you go. literally, there better they'll be a Bowser, Bowser Jr. Jr. In there. And he's going to have... That's it. He's going to have that paintbrush that he stole from Mickey. Well... <laughs> and he's gonna be voiced by Woody Nelson. No. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, like it, oh my god. it was cool That's seeing like funny. all the little different references. Like when he first got to the Mushroom Kingdom, they were him and Toad were walking through, which also Keegan Michael Key as Toad yes. was the best character. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Now, we're gonna forget an actor here and there, but it's important to point out there really isn't a bad performance in this movie. Like th yeah, there really are not. nothing but good performances. Like we're because we're gonna forget somebody eventually, mm -hmm. but for real, there are just no bad performances. Yeah, I gotta say that you know, I I really I I really was expecting you know somebody to just kind of phone it in, you know, because I, I, I wasn't expecting to be as blown away by every single voice, especially the fucking Luma star. Oh, oh my, God. my <laughs> God. That was the funniest fucking thing in the dungeon. <laughs> Dude, it was so dark. It was just talking about, you know, we're all going to die. There's no yeah, escape. Yeah. Just this yeah, sweet embrace of death. Here. Just, just this, this death, sweet, calming embrace. Like, <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. It's a movie. And then so, it's a movie, dog. I, yeah. I actually have something I'd like to say. I feel like the reason why he got that characterization, and so is in Mario Galaxy, Lumas expand and explode to become planets. Maybe that's why he wanted <laughs> to die dark. so badly. <laughs> Look at the end of the movie too. Like it has that little like post credits, or not really post credits, and like that mid credit moment yeah. where he's like, you know, you know, oh, everything's happy except now the happiness is over, and it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the part at the end where they were raising the cages and they all weren't gonna yeah. die, and it was like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Luma stole the show every time it was on screen, dude. Yeah. It was awesome, yeah. and you know, I, 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 there, there were also a lot of things I was really surprised by. You know, obviously, we didn't see every character that ended up being in this movie. Um, one of the ones that I think maybe had uh, probably the again, I'm doing heavy air quotes here when I say this. The weakest performance was probably Fred Armisen because I didn't, I don't know about y'all, I didn't expect us to see Cranky Kong. 
Yeah, I, I did not. That. that was a that was a bit of a surprise. I don't I don't know that he sounded I don't know that his voice was quite deep enough, but I thought Fred Armisen still did a really, really good job as Yeah. But I yeah. love the reference to Diddy Kong right before. That was so good. <laughs> that it was him. Who we say it was him, Dixie. Dixie. We we see did we see Funky or no? Funky, we did see Funky. Oh, it's another okay. little moment. Um, there was another one, Chunky from Mario, or Mario uh, from Donkey Kong sixty four. Yes. So like it's I I loved again just all of that. I, I think one of the funnier moments also in this is that, and this is where the, the Bowser kind of flips like flips the script on his minions a little bit when when they when they find out that he really stole the star to to get peach to marry him instead of to take over the mushroom kingdom like the reaction <laughs> is just so authentic and exactly how they would all react i yeah. loved also the little joke about you know he knew what the goombas were he knew what the koopas were and he was like whatever you are and it points to, <laughs> it it points to yeah. yes he just he's like whatever you are like it's just and then of course we can't when it comes to jack black's performance we can't not talk about peaches we can't (laughs) we can't not talk about that i mean that's a banger so much so that my boss noel mckay if you if you know if you follow him on twitter go give him shit about it um yeah that is he is randomly when we've gotten when we've gotten together since he saw it he will randomly start singing that it is the catchiest song that has been in a movie in a long long time so matt what were some other standout moments from this movie for you okay we're gonna start off with standout moments let me get started all right so I just lo- fucking speak you really just said let's get started like five <laughs> different ways just I'm fucking so talk <laughs> the very beginning of the movie stands out because if Super Mario Brothers 3 fans, anyone who's played the, the 2D side-scrolling games, you know Bowser's Battleship theme song. So that's how they start the movie off, is Bowser invading the ice castle for the penguins to get the, the power star. That that alone, and just, you know, we've already statically saw that scene, because in the very first trailer, we got the majority of that, of that moment. Yes. Uh, another standout moment, um, honestly, is Luigi in the forest... And one moment that it just pops in my head rent free all the time is that scene when he's leaning up against the stone steps, the lightning flashes, and you just see a bunch of sh- shy guys behind him. That was terrifying. Yeah, that, that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting to see shy guys, so thanks for adding that. Uh, the other moment for me that stands out is d- during the wedding reception, just going to keep it at that, um, is when King Bob-Mom is just sitting there minding his own business. <laughs> Just sitting there, my man's getting his fuse set on fire, so you know what happens to a bomb when they, you know, blow up. So yeah, he just kind of died. And that's yeah. it. So those those three moments alone stand out for me. I will say, in thinking about all that, one character that I wish, and and maybe we'll see it, because I 100% think that Nintendo is setting up a cinematic universe with all of this. I don't believe this is a one-off. I believe there's going to be more. I um, I was a little disappointed that there was no uh, King Boo or anything, or there wasn't much. I was a little disappointed yeah, yeah, by that. Was hoping for wedding. maybe, yeah, hoping that they, uh, maybe like you know when Luigi first gets there, you know he's in those woods and he ends up running into that castle. Yeah. You know, I was thinking maybe it's King Boo that hands him over to Bowser, but King Boo just again doesn't really have any kind of a role, and that's a major Mario villain. So that was that was something. Yeah. I, again, maybe we'll see him, you know, in. Uh, in, in a future movie, in a future installment, because again, I, I don't think yeah. this is a one-off. Uh, 
was anybody so Kyle? I'm trying to think of the right way to ask this. I I think that the most impressive thing about this movie, and I want to know if you agree, if y'all agree, uh, the way that it incorporates maybe the different ways that we've viewed Mario games before. Because there were side-scrolling elements. There were more 3D elements, like from 3D World or Odyssey. There was, obviously, the Mario Kart. Shut up, Matt. (laughs) Matt, Matt's just throwing shade at Sunshine every (laughs) chance he gets. This is evil. Red red coins. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Oh, my God. You are awful. But, you know, there's obviously the Mario Kart section as well. I feel like that's one of the most untalked about parts of this movie. I loved the cinematography, Kyle, and I I feel like it's not getting talked about enough. The visuals in this movie were so beyond impressive. And the way that they incorporated the references without, you know, it it was very subtle in some ways and very in-your-face in other ways. Like when, you know, they're walking around the Mushroom Kingdom looking at all the shops, you obviously see like the antique items from the old side-scrolling games. And then, you know, in other areas, you know, like when... uh, uh, Peach is first showing Mario that, you know, like, obstacle course, that's when we're first introduced to, like, you know, the the um, question mark blocks and with the uh, mushrooms and the uh, fire flowers. But it was also really cool to see, you know, them not just driving around in carts, but actually, you know, showing where in... Like, say, Mario Kart 8, I think, is when they... It could have been in 7, but I think they eight, implemented eight, it in 8. talking about the anti-gravity Yeah, where the, where the wheels Mario turn. 8. Yeah, Mario Kart 8. It was so cool how they incorporated that, and even the paragliders. It was just... Every, every single part of this movie looked so good. And uh, you said all that. Can we please get a mention about their use of the damn blue shell? <laughs> I cannot believe the blue shell is just a turtle who it was just so killed dumb, but I love you so much. My man, my man went to that Pearl Harbor. I'll so just funny. Man. <laughs> That man really said, that's it, blue shell. And I was that's like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Oh, man. That, but, yeah. I feel like the, 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 the best way to describe this movie is if you leave this movie without a smile on your face, I feel like you're just a miserable person. Like, Facts. I don't, I don't want to be a dick, but, man, I feel like if you left this unhappy or you left this in a bad mood, man, you might need to go find a therapist to talk to or something <laughs> because... Yeah. I, this this just there's just so much fun like you know Matt you talked about all the references didn't even mention that we got a duck hunt reference early on we also oh, got a punch oh, yeah, out reference true. very very early yeah. on yeah. I mean I, I love the references and I want to say the the most perfect thing about this movie the length the length yeah. was absolutely yes. flawless an hour and thirty minutes for this movie perfect if it had gone thirty minutes longer to two hours probably would have been a little bit drag dragging yeah. at that point but yeah. i feel like that was the perfect length and again the, the really like the 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 biggest criticisms are very 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 minor because this movie is just so much fun like this is a movie i'll right. for sure go see again at some point same and oh, yeah. as a steelbook fiend i will 100 percent be buying whatever steelbook best buy gets yeah. like this <laughs> this movie was awesome I can already tell you, and I know that we've still got a couple Marvel movies that have come out, and those are primarily, I know, what we go see. You know, we've still got Guardians of the Galaxy. We've still got the Marvels. And there's obviously other movies that we'll go see. Flashpoint as well that we're going to go see that we're all excited for. Um, 
But there's a, I feel like there's a really good chance that I look back on the movies that I see this year, and this is probably my favorite. Just because of how much fun it was. Like, I, I've not had this much fun at the movies in a long time. And again, as a Marvel fan, that really says something about recent Marvel releases that I yeah. haven't had as much fun as the Super Mario movie. So, fellas, any closing thoughts before we call it an episode? Uh, yeah, I have one when we were talking about voice actors. We also yes. have to give a shout out to Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, yes. but not in yeah. the but he did get to play Mario's dad and the original Jumpman. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah. More Mario Sunshine. That's how you get better ratings. <laughs> if you want the critics to like the next movie, make it all about Mario Sunshine. Title it Mario Sunshine. Make the entire plot a animated illumination version of the Mario Sunshine game is the only way to do it. That or Luigi's Mansion movie. It's the only two options. Give us what we want. <laughs> I'm speaking for the entire fan base right now. I love it. I, I'm, I'm all in. If they, if they were to do a Luigi's Mansion movie, I would be all in if Charlie Day is coming back. I would be, be all so in on cool. that. That, was, that. That would be awesome. So, my last question for y'all is, again... Let's assume that Nintendo's obviously got a long-term plan here to to create more of a cinematic universe. What do we think is next, and what or what would y'all like to be next? And now, Kyle, I know you've said what you don't want, even though I think <laughs> that statistically speaking, it's probably the most likely one to come next. But what 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 is the next Nintendo property of all their major properties, their major first you know first-party properties? What's the next one y'all would like to see? Maybe get a movie like this. You know, Splatoon. I hate you. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> just play. I don't hate that though. <laughs> I don't I actually don't hate that. Like, I, I, Matt, are you, are you being serious that a Splatoon movie is what you'd want to see? I think it'd be incredible. But I mean, I'm. I know Kyle's answer. I, I just didn't want to take it from him. Well, I know what Kyle doesn't want. I know what he doesn't want because yeah. he's said it multiple times. But I'll, I'll, say, I'll give his answer here. I'll just say Metroid. I'm Metroid, like Metroid, 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 Metroid really Prime movie would be off the chain, and I would love mm -hmm. that. I yes. would absolutely That's my watch that. Answer. I so it's not really a Nintendo property, but obviously um, Mario's biggest rival, Sonic, and Netflix has already done Sonic Prime, where they've introduced <sighs> multiple universes within the Sonic universe. It's already set up for us to have a Mario versus Sonic movie. In, I think that you, you leave you leave the live action as it is. Don't incorporate that. Do it, you know, because the Sonic Prime show is animated. You can incorporate that version of Sonic, just the animated. So I know this. it's weird that we have, like, you know, 40 different Sonic voice actors. Like, one for the game, one for the live action movies, and one for the show. But I think it would be cool to see you know, a, a Mario versus Sonic movie. It's classic. The amount of references yeah. you could put in there from, you know, just the entire history between Sega and Nintendo, I think. Also, you know, don't do Legend of Zelda, please. Don't. I'm going to go ahead and tell oh! you that this, no. statistically is the most likely. Now, here's what I can understand from your point of view why you wouldn't want that. Yeah. Because obviously Link doesn't talk. And that's like the big thing is, you know, you would essentially have a silent protagonist. I will say, given the same resources this movie had, I think a Legend of Zelda movie, regardless of the universe it's set in or the game that it's modeled after, yeah. I feel like it could be really damn good. 
It yeah, could I do be. want to say that. It could be. I just, oh, man, that I is. I don't blame you for being hesitant. I don't blame you for being hesitant. Yeah, it would, it, man, they would really have to convince me because, like, I, I would absolutely love to see you know, a Legend of Zelda movie with this kind of quality, with the the amount of references yeah. in there. I mean, the the characters you could pull from so many different games. But the biggest problem is Link, because every other character talks, and you could cast them on, it'd be fine. But Link, dude, I mean, if I if I woke up one day and saw Chris Pratt is now going to be voicing Link <laughs> in the new Legend of Zelda movie, I, I'd i be done. I'd say, all right, Nintendo. <laughs> That's it. That's fair. That would certainly be an interesting hurdle they'd have to get over. I, I don't know how they would do it either. Like that's that That is a hurdle, and thank God we're not paid yeah. to do anything like that. I, I, I could figure that out. I'm going to give you all one that might seem a little bit off the wall, and it's a property that Nintendo, I feel, has really disrespected as of late. And I, I I keep holding out that eventually we'll get a new game in this franchise. Give me a Star Fox movie. Oh, Star Fox. Like, give me, give me, give me a Star Fox movie for real. And and, and by the Nintendo, if you never hear this, give us a new Star Fox game already. We're we're tired Please. of waiting. Yep, true. Give us, well, give us a new Star Fox game. We love Mario. We love Zelda. At least these two do. I'm not a big Zelda fan, but I'm still going to play the shit out of Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Uh, and I, I, obviously, like I love, I love Pokemon. Like I, we love these big franchises. Brick, give give Star Fox the same kind of love you gave you've given Kirby recently. Yeah, give it give it that same kind of love and give us a new game. And I, I think a, a Star Fox movie again with the right cast with these resources, I feel like it would be awesome. I'm with Matt also on Metroid Prime. I feel like a Metroid Prime movie would be awesome. You know, I just like, thought of something. Maria Larsa wants to play Samus. No. Anyway, well, she doesn't. She <laughs> talks, so I'd be okay with that. <laughs> so, Kirby had a TV oh. show back in the day on Kids right WB. Yes, and it was one of the greatest video game animated adaptations ever, uh, until Mario, of course. But Kirby was a silent protagonist the entire show. It was. It can be done. Except Kirby does make noises here and there, but I mean, technically, so does Link when he swings his sword. He kind of just so, grunts, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it can't, because that show was absolutely beloved, and, you know, it, it could be done. I think it could be done if they did, if they still did a Legend of Zelda movie where Link was a silent protagonist, it could be done because Kirby was done, and... That went on for a couple of seasons. You know, it was multiple episodes. Mm. That silent protagonist. I think they could pull do you it off. Think I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think about it. Do you think that there is a ch a chance that they may be? I don't think they'll redo it at all because they've already posted. They've, the movie's already been out for a while now. Do you think they find a way to maybe tie Detective Pikachu into all this as well? You know, I was thinking that, that they may, you know, introduce Pokemon at some point, because it is obviously their biggest franchise, and... The biggest franchise I, in entertainment, yeah. period, yeah. I th I think it would be kind of cool to see them come in. Honestly, I think we are getting a, a cinematic universe when it's going to be, like, just all of Nintendo's properties, but they need to I do it like this. It, to be honest. They, yeah. Yes, I, I want it done like this, 
they need to not get sloppy with it and just start pumping them out. If it takes a couple of years for each movie and, you know, you need these people who worked on the games to work very closely with the studios making the movies, so be it. Because look at what Shigeru Miyamoto working on Mario did for this movie. I think the money it made speaks for itself in saying that, you know, it paid off. If they could do that with all of their properties, I'd absolutely go and see every single one. This would be this could rival the MCU, the DC, the, the you know the Big new facts. DC cinematic universe. It could rival that because box office wise, the Super Mario Brothers movie has done really really well. Yes, it did for an animated movie, especially from Illumination, who Illumination has had a really yeah. rough run as of late. That's really impressive. So I can't believe this beat out Frozen Two. Yeah, Sorry. I know. Frozen Two <laughs> had a big had a big release. Yeah, too. that was the biggest. Mm-hmm. This beat out the biggest Disney movie ever. That says something. Mm-hmm. 100% it does. So, yeah. fellas, I think that's a good place to go ahead and call this an episode. So that'll do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can check us out on Facebook at Side Mission Podcast as well. And don't worry, folks, for anyone that has had their questions out there, yes, Thackeray is still a part of Side Mission. Yes, he will be back soon. So for the boys, for Kyle, for Matt, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening. And go balls.